Let's talk about Medi-Cal. You have a choice, and Molina makes it easy, especially when it comes to the care you need. So let's talk about you, about making your life easier, about extra help to manage your health. Let's talk about your needs now and for the future. Nobody knows Medi-Cal better than Molina. It starts with a phone call. Call 866-420-5330 or visit meetmolinaca.com. Let's talk today. It's Monday. It's July 19th. And the word of the day is diaper, which means a piece of absorbent material that's normally used for catching human waste. Used in a sentence, can we please stop selling raspberries and chicken with a diaper in the package? Just make it look different. Anything else? Yeah, start including a chicken with each bag of diapers, people. It'd be like the world's weirdest new deal. Right, yeah. See that coming? I'm no illusions. I'm Eli Bosnick. I'm Heath Enright. And broadcasting delayed from America's far center, we are the Skeptocrats. On this week's episode, we watched CPAC so you don't have to. What? We did not watch CPAC and Eli's a fucking liar. <laughs> Heath had to watch it. And also, Sidney Powell accidentally stars in a Christopher Guest mockumentary of herself in federal court. Now that we watched. Yeah, yeah, we did. Oh, we watched that one. But first, the rest of the intro music. Joining me for headlines tonight are my fellow skeptic rats, No Illusions, and Eli Bosnick. Gentlemen, any important Marvel hot takes before we get started? Thank you, Heath. Does anyone else feel like they're a shitty 19-year-old on their gap year lately? It's like, hey, Marvel, that Endgame thing was awesome. What are you up to these days? Oh, you know, there's like three TV shows and a Black Widow movie. Might make a cartoon in August. Get your shit together, Marvel. I need content. I need content, damn it. (laughs) Yeah, Marvel, how dare you, the pandemic. Thank you, (laughs) Noah. Famous people didn't get COVID. Everyone knows that. I liked Loki. In our lead story tonight... (laughs) In CPAC's Romana News, nice. nice. we got part two of the 2021 Conservative Political Action Conference last week in Dallas, Texas. Or an improv team got really fucking good at their costumes and makeup <laughs> and at being the TVA. And they did a long form sketch for three days while 4,000 actual Republicans were stuck in a time loop. Those two options are Pretty much indistinguishable. Republican and being stuck in a time loop are pretty much indistinguishable. (laughs) Very similar. (laughs) Absolutely. And uh, just a reminder about part one of the conference. They had a giant golden idol of Donald Trump and a stage (laughs) in the shape of a Nazi rune. (laughs) And they topped that. They sure did. They trumped the shark. Nice. They had neo-Nazis, domestic terrorists, QAnon, anti-vaxxers, and (sighs) sex criminals. And uh, that's just the keynote from Trump. (laughs) They also had all those things from the rest of the docket, too, and so much more. Will there be Nazi memorabilia, you might ask? Yes, there will. It was the quiet part out loud, the fucking conference. Ridiculous. Yeah, but the good news is that no matter what airline they chose, everyone who attended flew with Delta. So I'm just saying the problem's working itself out in payroll, people, I hear. Yeah, and yeah, no, their marketing is like, what? Anthony Fauci did say it was super, and we're like, you're leaving out spreader event, and you know you are. <laughs> <laughs> Matt Gates is like, they said I'm not allowed to call it a spreader event anymore. Oh, 
God. God, they applauded people who were like, Fauci's always wrong about everything. Yep. It's fake. We they just sure need did. God. They applauded that. Yep. Fuck yeah. Okay, so let's start with the title. Once again, they went with America Uncancelled. And once again, they literally canceled people mm -hmm. and banned them for being sure too did. offensive. Sure too offensive for CPAC, <laughs> to be clear. The line drawing there is geometrically impossible. I have no idea. It's, it's like a voting district map in a red state, but with a non-Euclidean extra dimension in there for invisible shades of ultra-white nationalist. And they banned them, but not about... They banned a neo-Nazi leader named Nick Fuentes of the Groiper Army. Apparently, that's the thing. But they happily welcomed members of the Proud Boys, a neo-Nazi group, and the Oath Keepers, a neo-Nazi militia group. Mm -hmm. And again... Donald Trump was the keynote. That too, yeah. And the Oathkeeper presence included their founder, Stuart Rhodes. Now, in fairness to this one little detail, Stuart Rhodes being there, he looks like the idea of CPAC came to life as a serial mascot. So I, I get it. Like, he fits there. Okay. Heath has included a couple pictures in our notes here, and Stuart Rhodes looks like he was kicked out of pirates for being too rapey. It's, he looks like every boyfriend we've ever been asked to roast on vulgarity for charity. Wow. He, he, yeah. He looks like the Mad Max villain who plays the flamethrowing washboard. Or yeah. Something. yeah. <laughs> I want to see that now so bad. Oh, man. Yeah, all right. Well, I'm going to bring the mood down real quick here. Also in attendance, the conference was Matthew fucking Gates. Yeah. Yep. We gave a speech entitled, uh, I'm being investigated for raping a child. Let me give you my thoughts on nominal GDP and the Laffer curve. <laughs> or something like that. That was a similar title to what I just said. Well, CPAC tried to distance itself from Gates and claim he wasn't officially part of the docket, but the speech from Gates happened in the exact same hotel yeah. at the exact same time. Yes. So just to be clear, the distance that CPAC chose from the accused child rapist was down the hall in ballroom C where our keynote speaker is also an accused child rapist. Enjoy okay. Our keynote. One of their like, Open and public defenses, I shit you not, was, I'll have you know he paid that child he raped in money. It's called yeah. the free market economy. Have you ever heard of it? That's yeah. one of the, because one of their arguments was, come on. You know, like that was one of their better, yeah. You can't rape a child you paid. That's not how God. it works. <laughs> Fucking Matt Gates was there. Another big highlight of the event was a card being handed out that was titled, Seven Point Plan to Restore Donald Trump in Days not years, mm. which is so sad for so many reasons. Also, not how time measurement works. It nope. wouldn't be like one of the, yeah, you can measure stuff in days or years. But here's how to cancel the election with one simple trick and six other ones. Now, I, I couldn't find any flaws in this logic, but maybe you guys can. I'll give you the, the seven points. I feel like I already have, but go ahead. Give us the points. I <laughs> okay. required people to read writing. So there's your first Here problem we go. in CPAC. Step one. Reveal Achilles' heel. Pull back the curtain on the horror show that is the Democratic Party. Watch Pelosi melt like the Wicked Witch of the West. See the Black Caucus and other key groups flip unexpectedly. And watch the tables turn. Okay, so step one is get black people to vote for us and melt Nancy Pelosi with our thoughts. Yep. I don't know which is less realistic. I, uh, <laughs> it's, uh, it's the first one. It's the first one. Step two. Witness a trusted conservative elected as Speaker of the House and finally reveal the suppressed results 
of investigations into election racketeering. <laughs> Step two includes have been right. <laughs> <laughs> Step three, reveal that Trump won the 2020 election. That's step one through seven, though, right? Sure like that's the yeah. mission statement. Everything else is window dressing, guys. Yeah. <laughs> They're going to repeat it a few times. Step four, the new speaker drafts articles of impeachment for Biden and Harris. Step five, citizen Donald J. Trump is placed into the line of presidential succession behind the vice president by electing him speaker of the house. So he's the one that releases the suppressed investigative results. I'm confused now. Can we go back? <laughs> Yeah, also just, you know, a small thing. You kind of have to control the house. It's fine. <laughs> step six. Step 5.3. Step 5.3. Have another election. Oh, that different. is different. There's also other fraud. <laughs> All right. That was 5.5. Give him some good notes. Step six. Speaker Trump calls for a vote to impeach, charge, and remove the imposters. Biden and Harris. Trust me, Republicans, impeachment ain't what it used to be. This is yeah. not the road to go down. <laughs> and finally, step seven, remove Biden and Harris, whereby rendering all acts of Where said imposters by? while in office. Yeah, they use that incorrectly. <laughs> rendering all acts of Oops, said imposters by. while in office, null and void and of no, no effect. It's so facto. Not... Yeah. <laughs> There you go. Boom. Trump's president. (laughs) If your plan to legally win back control over your nation's government involves the word boom, I don't think you're going to do it. I I think I added boom there, but everything else. was. I don't believe that you added boom. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, whereby isn't better. Also, summarizing the plan to this point does not count as a seventh step. That's (laughs) not an independent. Absolutely not. Maybe you guys want to thicken up the margins. Get it. Get an extra step like that. <laughs> Idiots. So here's the thing. I actually had a better card-based idea. You just get ahead by one hit point, and then you channel Fireball Joe Biden out of office. Oh, it's well, two cards, <laughs> but it's so much quicker. Okay, I just want to say, this man hasn't remembered his character sheet in our ongoing D&D podcast for two years, but the trading card game he hasn't played in a decade, that he remembers, everyone. <laughs> okay, come on, channel Fireball. It's classic. But... <laughs> Even if their card thing and my card thing don't work, it looks like plan C is for Trump to actually win the election in 2024 and try to pull a Grover Cleveland. According to the CPAC straw poll, Trump is the presumptive Republican nominee with 70% of the vote from people at that event. Ron DeSantis came in second with 21%. And here's what Trump had to say about the poll during his speech. He didn't even know the result yet, but he said, quote, if it's bad, I say it's fake. If it's good, I say that's the most accurate poll ever. Oh, Jesus Christ. Everybody on Fifth Avenue instinctively ducks. <laughs> yeah. uh, sir, you're, you're just reading from your notes again. You yeah. don't want to yeah. put a spin on those bad boys. All right. Well, that brings us to Glenn Beck, who was also there. So he's in the middle of doing his tight five about how great we handled slavery in America. For real. That's what he was doing, including props, by the way. Yeah. He brought antique bondage devices that that he clearly owns and he says chicks dig me oh yes and i smell like a hostess twinkie those were his exact words during the bondage slavery speech he was doing and then he pulls out a kkk hood also that he has and explains that the kkk was the enforcement arm of the democratic party just like antifa that's right nailed it 
Between George Sr.'s giant bag of cocaine and Glenn Beck's KKK hood, Republicans really need to nudge their prop work. It is not yeah. doing what they <laughs> think it is. Yeah. Michael Dukakis, too. Some Democrats fuck up the prop work. Don't do prop work. Nobody do prop work in politics. It's dumb. Yeah. So you're probably thinking, yeah, that was terrible. Yeah, but at least wasn't, Glenn yeah, Beck wasn't even... being specifically anti-Semitic, right? Well, first of all, um, that's a weird thing to wonder. Uh, also, <laughs> yes, he was being anti-Semitic. Beck literally showed his collection of Nazi memorabilia after the speech. He brought that, too. So... Here's the rule. If you're not Jewish and running a museum, you you're a Republican and you're running a way different museum. Yeah. It's super problematic. <laughs> Don't have that stuff. <sighs> okay. On the plus side, maybe Glenn Beck will shoot Kevin Spacey. So. <laughs> I love the experience that people who don't catch the American Beauty reference are having with that joke. Right? I mean, because yep. he might. You don't know that he won't. Sure. And thank you for that clarification. That was super confusing for me for a second, too. <laughs> and speaking of things you should, uh, you should never buy, that brings us to the CPAC auction. And what do Republicans want to buy? Other than apparently Nazi memorabilia for their collection? They want to buy a painting of Donald Trump and a sexually aggressive cow. Um, yep. Unfortunately, those are two separate things I was talking about. <laughs> now. Those are two things. We'll start with the Trump painting. So apparently there was a photo from last year that went viral in which an American flag is very clearly rejecting a hug and kiss from Donald Trump. <laughs> so like, like a cat who can tell you're trying too hard. The, the flag's just edging away with an arched back. Somebody painted that and it went for... $25,000. It's it's not just that it would pay more to be on the bad guy's side. It's how goddamn easy it would be. I'm yep. the best Republican painter, people. Painter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and by the way, the thickness of Trump's hair in that painting finally displaced Napoleon's bulge for most hagiographic portrait <laughs> elements, right? <laughs> yep. Look at these blonde locks. It's got, got fuck ridiculous. You. Get out of here. You didn't need a yellow for it. None of that. None of that. And uh, they also auctioned off the sponsorship of a longhorned bull that was described by the auctioneer as, quote, the son of the world's horniest bull. What? Uh, apparently, this is something they measured with <laughs> some sort of metric unit that's unique to the state of Texas. It's probably and called the Texas. That's probably the oh, unit yeah, there of measurement. <laughs> there you go. The Texmeter. And this is my favorite part of the whole story. That bull sponsorship sold for $35,000. The painting of Trump got outperformed in the fundraiser by a sexually aggressive cow. Mm. That's what happened. Maybe people were confused by the description in the auction brochure. I mean, I know yes. I would have been. <laughs> yeah, right. They probably thought the bull was Trump's son. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of stuff that can hopefully cure your republicanism, we're going to take a quick break for a word from our sponsor, Blue Chew. No, no, that one's not. Dude, dude, I told you it's going to be none of them. Well, we won't know until we try, Heath. We do, though. We know. Hey, guys. We know. Uh, have you seen... What is Eli eating? Ah. Yeah, so Eli found out about Blue Chew, so now he's trying all the pills in the house to see if any of them are chewable. What's Blue Chew? 
Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable tablets at a fraction of the cost. But why would somebody need a chewable version of those things? Actually, up to 40% of American adults have trouble swallowing pills. And as a result, a lot of folks skip over medicine they really need. Ah, okay. That was the last of the aspirin. All of them were not chewable. He's trying each of the aspirin? Yep. You never each know, Noah. They we could do, move but one we in. do, though. Wait, mm-hmm. so, so do. how does Blue Chew work? It's a simple process. Just sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescriptions within days. The best part? It's all done online. So no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy. Wow, that does sound easy. It is easy. So if you could benefit from extra confidence in the bedroom, BlueChew can help. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Try BlueChew free when you use our promo code SKEPTOCRAT at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping. That's BlueChew.com, promo code SKEPTOCRAT, to receive your first month free. Visit BlueChew.com for more details and important safety information. And a big thanks to BlueChew for sponsoring the podcast. All right. Uh, hey, Heath, isn't Eli eating all those pills going to make him sick? Yeah, it's okay. I packed the next bottle with Skittles. Got it. Aha! I found one! We're back. Next up in headlines in Crossing the Delta News. You know, it's a common expression in the media to talk about two Americas, Republican and Democrat, conservative and liberal, and over the last month, vaccinated and drowning in their own lungs. That's right. COVID is, very selectively, back with cases as of this writing up over 130% over the last two weeks. Ah. It's uh, funny because it's true. Is that how? Am I using that correctly? Well, so, no, like, I feel like drowning in their own lungs at least has some slapstick potential, no? Yeah, oh, it's, like, yeah it's like a physical bit. Yeah. Absolutely. Yep. You gotta jump up and down on them. Now, there are a couple of factors contributing to this. The first is the relaxation of social distancing and masking rules all over the country. And the second is the much more contagious Delta variant, which is spiking because it seems to be able to overcome the measly 56% of Americans who have done the right thing and gotten their vaccination. But again, I have to emphasize that cases are up among the unvaccinated, right? So according to the Associated Press, fully vaccinated people accounted for fewer than 1,200 of the more than 107,000 COVID-19 hospitalizations in May. That's about 1.1%. And for deaths, they make up only 0.8%. That's right. You heard the scoop right here at the Skeptocrat. Vaccinations, good. good. (laughs) Well, your your last story was that CPAC attendees are stupid, Mr. Glasshouses. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, that's like like the basic title of all our shows. That's true. No, (laughs) you're right. No, that's fair. You've got to be careful. But as Noah and Heath have assured me very stringently before the record, that doesn't make these deaths a good thing. They're still bad for a couple of reasons. First, the punishment for being an anti-science asshole is not drowning in your own lungs, and it probably shouldn't be. Secondly, kids and people who can't take the shot. But third, and again, Noah and Heath assure me that this is not the most important, if enough of the 54% of our country that aren't vaccinated get sick... I have to start wearing a mask again. Mask sucks. I have a beard. Like, think about it, people. There are, there are lots of downsides here. Lots of downsides. Okay, well, now I kind of want to see Eli shave a beard gap in the shape of a mask to see what that looks like. 
Uh, is is more COVID worth that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm... Uh, uh, give me a second. Yeah, uh, I'll no, let you know we'll where I live. We'll let you write out some columns. But let me add one, uh, like a number four to Eli's list. We don't know how well the vaccines work against variants Epsilon through Omega, and these fucking willful Petri dishes are going to force us to find out. Yep. Yep, they are. So there is one silver lining to this situation, and it gets mentioned a bit, but it's worth mentioning again. If you're vaccinated, you are, in all likelihood, still protected. I mean, we should still put measures in place to make sure idiots get vaccinated, but it probably won't kill you. If you have your vaccine already or or even make you super duper sick, just the assholes in your neighborhood and the kids. Yeah. And the kids. And in sea of fat pan news tonight, <laughs> an Olympic summit thank you, between this Japanese Prime Minister Yoshihide Suga and South Korean President Moon Jae-in grew less likely last week after a Japanese diplomat pointed out that Moon was probably too busy jerking off. Literally, it's not his exact words because his exact words were in Japanese, but he dismissed the summit because Moon would be, quote, too busy masturbating with himself, end quote. Okay. By the way, this is not like a hot mic situation or something that leaked from a private dinner at his golf club or whatever. This was a direct, yes, a direct response to a South Korean diplomat asking about the possible summit. Amazing. Okay, it feels like there was an earlier exchange between Suga and Moon. It was like, can we have a summit? And then it was like, go fuck yourself. Okay, I will. Then go. I am. Good. Good. It is good. And then this. Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right, right. This tracks then. We don't know all of the details. So yeah, uh, just to set the stage for you, I should point out that South Korea and Japan fucking hate each other. They, they, they both hate North Korea more, and they're both strong U.S. allies. So it's easy for Americans to ignore, but there's a ton of international animosity between the two countries, and it's not even all based on the three and a half decades Japan occupied the Korean Peninsula, forced the people into labor camps, and destroyed their native culture. Uh, they also have several territorial disputes and South Korea is still pretty pissed about Japan dumping a shit ton of Fukushima contaminated water in their mutual sea. Yeah, valid. Maybe it was go fuck yourself. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, to be fair, literally all of Asia hates Japan because they were Asia's Nazis for like 40 years. Mm -hmm, I mean, they're still making kung fu movies where everyone beats the shit out of Japan. That would be like if all the villains in all of our movies were still German. That's how mad Asia is at Japan, people. Indiana Jones level of mad, yeah. Yeah. I think it's still a valid amount. Yeah, (laughs) no, I feel that's fair. Uh, But despite all the historical animosity, there were rumors of a possible sit-down between the two nations' leaders during the Tokyo Olympics before the masturbation remarks. Um, And to be clear... (laughs) Japan is not even trying to pretend this shit didn't happen like we do when they let me talk to listeners. In fact, Japan's ambassador has identified the offending diplomat and says that he's given the dude a stern talking to, and that should be enough. He refuses to do anything else. Hey, uh, Dave, that was fucking hilarious. Now get the fuck out of my office, you crazy man. (laughs) Right. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Now, technically, they're saying that the remark wasn't specifically aimed at Moon, but even if that's true, and it almost certainly isn't, they're admitting the diplomat said that somebody was too busy jerking off to do the summit. I just, I can't imagine any target (laughs) that makes that complimentary. That's a good point. Okay, but the way the whole thing is going, it feels like both sides are definitely aware that Somebody is, in reality, too busy jerking off for a summit, right? <laughs> That's how everybody's treating this. Guys, can we just, can we bring that back as an excuse? Because I gotta tell you, I am genuinely often too busy jerking off to do stuff, and I'm sick of the lies. <laughs> sick of the lies.
All right, and and look, I I know this is a minor story, especially if you're neither Japanese nor South Korean, but holy shit, do I find this whole process fascinating? Because like, I get it. Right, like I, I totally see how you go straight from like, yes, the world leader I represent would like to meet with the one that you represent to, are you sure your guy isn't busy yanking his tiny little dick with no <laughs> steps in between? But like, that's the reason they don't let me be a diplomat. Yes, yes, it's very important. <laughs> Just that. I'm, I'm dying to know, A, how this guy got his job, and B, how he thought this was going to play out. <laughs> Now, that, that being said, as much as Japan is clearly the bad guy in every aspect of the story, I can't help but appreciate a country that's willing to stand by the you're probably too busy jerking off stance once it's been uttered. They're committed to the bit, and I respect that. Correct. Don't flinch, people. That's right. And on Don't that bit flinch. of wisdom, we're going to toss it over for a quick word from our second sponsor this week, Policy Genius. Did you guys see this thing in the paper? No, it's that? I only read the comics. So, yeah, I guess because of global warming, all the snakes on Earth are growing, like, arms now? Like, poison ones? Poison arms. And now they're just going crazy on the people in the Southwest. Mm. Jesus. Yeah. Okay. Eli, you're really calm about this global warming stuff. Yeah, What? what is your secret? Oh, me? I've got life insurance from Policy Genius. Oh, what's Policy Genius? Policy Genius makes it easy to compare quotes from over a dozen top insurers all in one place. But Eli, why would anyone want to compare life insurance? Because you can save 50% or more on life insurance by comparing quotes with Policy Genius. And you could save $1,300 or more per year on life insurance using Policy Genius to compare policies. Wow, that's a lot of money. Plus, the licensed experts at Policy Genius work for you, not the insurance companies. So you can trust them to help you navigate every step of the shopping and buying process. And the eligible applicants can get covered in as little as a week, thanks to an award-winning policy option that swaps the standard medical exam requirement for a simple phone call. Wow, really? Really? Getting started is easy. First, head to policygenius.com. In minutes, you can work out how much life insurance coverage you need and compare personalized quotes to find your best price. When you're ready to apply, the Policy Genius team will handle the paperwork and scheduling for free. Policy Genius never sells your information to other companies, and Policy Genius doesn't add on extra fees. Awesome. So, how do I try it out? Well, you can head to policygenius.com to get started right now. Policy Genius. When it comes to insurance, it's nice to get it right. So snakes with arms, huh? Poison ones. Poison arms. Yeah, tracks. You done with the comics? No. No. And we're back. Next up in headlines in Just Say No to Kraken News. Uh, well, you know what? I'd like to start by apologizing to all the sea monsters for being associated with Sidney Powell just now. <laughs> yeah. Even <laughs> just for a second in a stupid pun. Okay, here we go. We have some amazing news. Sidney Powell and Trump's Kraken team of disgraced attorneys actually faced consequences for their giant campaign lying while trying to overturn the 2020 election. They were forced to appear at a hearing last week where a federal judge considered official sanctions for filing hundreds of pages of very obvious lying and also saying a bunch of those lies on national television over and over. Turns out you are not allowed to do that. Huh. And these people did so very badly at the hearing. So badly. It's amazing. Supermarket toddlers having a tantrum have represented themselves better, my friend. Oh, 
if if Paula tried to introduce an actual Kraken as her surprise witness with a baritone chant, it would not have felt out of place in the rest of this shit. Nope, I would have been like, sure, sure, here's where we are. All right, so just for context, this particular hearing only applied to their Michigan-based line, Hmm. which could get them banned from practicing in the state or even disbarred altogether. And of course, every other state that had to deal with Kraken stuff could do the same thing. We already saw Giuliani suspended by New York and Washington, D.C. for the same reason. So uh, if you keep it score at home, Giuliani is exactly tied with me for how many places he can practice law. That's the score. <laughs> okay, Hi. well, Heath, to be fair, you can ever practice law in New York. So he's well, down that's on true. you if you think about it, potentially. Yeah, fourth dimensionally, you're winning. <laughs> true. Good point. Winning. So back to the hearing in Michigan. The person in charge was... U.S. District Judge Linda Parker, and she is my goddamn hero. <laughs> and again, these people failed so miserably at the hearing. It was like a Monty Python sketch. Judge Parker was like, okay, y- you killed that parrot. And the Kraken team spent six hours saying, no, we didn't, and holding a dead bird in their hand for those six hours. But more than anything else, it was the Krakens being completely silent, like... <laughs> Like, everyone's ability to see was based on sound. At one point, (laughs) Judge Parker pulls out one of the Kraken affidavits about someone who claims they saw election workers switching votes from Trump to Biden. And the judge asked, did any of you speak with that witness? And there's a long silence. (laughs) Anyone? More long silence. Okay, let the record show that no one spoke with the witness who is, by the way, central to their entire allegation. And also, I can see you. It seems like you don't think I can see you. (laughs) The court requests the defendant stop whispering her eyes are based on movement. I am not a T-Rex. I can see you. I'm a judge. I honestly, I thought she was going to make them put their heads down on the desk for a certain amount of time or something. (laughs) It was awesome. And it actually gets even dumber. So Judge Parker pulls out another affidavit and Almost breaks down laughing before she started with her questioning about this one. <laughs> this one had an allegation of election fraud in the form of uh, Dave said that Mikey had said that Joey had heard from Jeanette at lunch that Antifa made her switch votes to Biden at gunpoint. So Judge Parker says, okay, you're all attorneys for, for now. Legal question. Has quadruple nested hearsay ever been allowed as evidence in any court ever? Nobody? Go to Nobody. the 1200s if you want. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, not that this even matters, but did anyone speak to Jeanette? Nothing? Anyone speak to Joey, Mikey, <laughs> Dave? Okay, let the record show. This is my favorite day of my entire career. Okay, all right. But the fact that nobody responded to that by saying, my cousin's girlfriend's brother's lawyer said he saw it happen once as comedy malpractice. <laughs> exactly. Damn it. You're already in. Have some fun. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, we're all watching. Judge Parker, if you want to join us for some roasts on vulgarity for charity next year. <laughs> oh, you're in. You're right the fuck in. Judge Parker also asked the Krakens to explain how their election lawsuit was even theoretically possible in Michigan. Yeah. She... She looks at these idiots, just long stare, hard eye contact with each one. And she's like, okay, just curious. What's the legal basis for asking a Michigan judge to decertify a national election and name a new winner into the White House? 
Nobody? Okay. Uh, yeah, well, actually, Long Silence is correct this time, so good job with that. <laughs> All right, yeah. <laughs> also, let the record show that Heath is weeping with laughter while he's watching this. Seriously, I, oh my god, I had so much fun watching this fucking hearing. And uh, that's how it went for six hours, yep. and it was the best movie ever made yep. by accident. Absolutely. And in No Child Left Undimed news. One of the most progressive social policies in United States history, the expanded child tax credit, has already started sending out money to some of our nation's neediest people, and nobody is talking about it. Aren't they? Okay. Well, actually, lots of people are talking about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I actually really hate it when people use that to introduce a topic they're excited or passionate about because it makes the information about them and their like madness rather than the thing they're passionate about. And yeah, right, it also yeah. contributes to the larger problematic narrative of fake news and the mainstream media being on one side and people being on the other. Like, news Do you want to start over? So, so anyway, a fair amount of people are talking about it, and I would also like to talk about it. So here we go. Yeah, like... For the record, as soon as I see hyperlinks and you're nobody's talking about this article, I know you know you're full of shit. You heard about this. You heard about it. I Googled the thing you said. So many results. So for those of you who are unaware, the expanded child tax credit was miraculously fucking snuck into the budget passed by Congress and increases the tax credit for families with children from two thousand dollars to three thousand or three thirty six hundred dollars depending on the age of the child however unless folks select otherwise it now pays out that credit in a monthly advance of around three hundred dollars per child which and i can't emphasize this enough is life-changing money for a tremendous amount of parents yeah it really is columbia university's center on poverty and social policy estimated the expanded child tax credit and other good shit in the american rescue plan could lift five million children out of poverty it's going to cut child poverty in half in the u.s and not just because the tax credit is higher and they get the payments in advance, but because in past years, many people literally did not make enough money for the previous tax credit to affect them. Right. Yeah. According to NPR, quote, again, nobody's talking about this. The Treasury Department estimates that 26 million children in low income families who would have received less than the full amount, less than the full credit under the previous rules will now get the full expanded credit. End quote. Yeah, so we got a few Republicans to agree that kids don't deserve poverty. Well, they yeah, deserve well, slightly less poverty. Half of them still do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, now we just need to get rid of whatever magically happens on your 18th birthday to start deserving poverty all the way. And then <laughs> right, yeah. We might get a, a, an ethic unit in <laughs> well, the United spoilers States. Spoilers for California, Heath. Spoilers. Now... That said, this program isn't perfect. Nobody ever said it was. Uh, in order to be eligible, children need a social security number. Families need to be registered with the IRS. And on top of that, many families mistakenly believe that accepting the payments would make them ineligible for other government programs, which it does not. And all of these issues are more likely to come up with families that need the support the most. But that said, all those problems aside, it's something, and it's a really, really good something. Well, here's how good it is. Like, to find things to criticize about the program, you literally had to go with the people sending out the checks have to know you exist, right? Like, yeah. So that's got to be a good sign. Yeah. <laughs> Visible people. 
Uh, one last thing about this program. For right now, it's only for 2021. And like Obamacare before it, the Republican move is largely to ignore the good it does while focusing on the negative, right? Remember, sure, Obamacare got rid of pre-existing conditions, but those websites were a real bitch, huh? Remember? You had to wait on them for a minute. The same thing is happening with this program, all right? It's going to have child poverty, just like I said, but people are already posting about how the checks could be up to a week late. So (laughs) it is all of our jobs to push this thing and remind people how great it is so we don't have to rely on the conscience of John fucking McCain to save it when the Republicans try to take it away. Because, terrifying as it is to say this, We don't have any Republicans with the conscience and integrity of John McCain anymore. So, yeah, (sighs) good old days. Yeah. John McCain was the uh, ethical height of the Republican Party. (laughs) Wow. And finally tonight, in unhobbled Hubble hullabaloo news, we can all breathe a little easier this week knowing that the Hubble Space Telescope has been successfully rebooted. After 33, hell yeah, man, after 33 dreary days of forlorn desperation, the Space Telescope was resurrected on Friday and, at least according to early reports, should have returned to science mode over the weekend. Yeah, why it has a coffee maker mode, we still don't know, but uh, it's back now. Now, this comes after many people had written off the 31-year-old satellite as being too outdated, too old-fashioned, too washed up. They said that computers from the 1980s couldn't possibly reboot in the icy frontiers of low Earth orbit. They said that plucky little observation platform had already seen its best days (laughs) and needed to make way for younger, tougher competitors. And the only reason Gonna Fly Now isn't slowly rising in the background is because Andrew said absolutely not under no circumstances. Because even after all hope seemed lost, NASA engineers finally brought the backup systems online <laughs> i didn't hear no bell that's right damn it. one more round okay well <laughs> hubble to be fair you didn't hear anything because you're a light bright with a modem so. no it, because no, they can't hear you scream in space that's why <laughs> so this whole drama began on sunday june 13th when a glitch forced the stalwart satellite into safe mode not coffee maker mode most likely due to a <laughs> malfunction in the primary pcu or power control unit uh, of course, this is far from the first time Hubble has had a malfunction. Hell, it was <laughs> launched with malfunctions. The original design was built with the malfunctions in mind, which is why it's small enough to fit into the shuttle bay. Uh, NASA figured that the shuttle could go fetch it, bring it back to Earth for repair, and then relaunch it, uh, should that ever be necessary. And then somebody pointed out how fucking nuts it would be to try to land the space shuttle with that much extra weight in the bay, and they realized that was fucking stupid. Uh, still, it was in low Earth orbit, which meant we could still go there and repair it in space, but now we don't even have a space shuttle program, so even that option is out unless we can talk Bezos into grabbing our wrench in a spacesuit while he's up there next time. <laughs> so so this really was a do-or-die-from-the-ground type problem. Okay, okay. If the Bezos crew goes rogue and makes Bezos try to fix the Hubble and also shit in a bucket while he's in space. <laughs> oh, Heath Medal of Freedom. You don't get to come inside come until on, it's crew. working. But luckily, though, after what I think can aptly be described as a heroic effort— no matter how many times Heath erases that word and replaces it with a less grandiose term in the script, <laughs> NASA engineers were able to successfully blow into the bottom of the cartridge or <laughs> divert power from the life support systems or whatever and manage to switch over to backup hardware. So yeah, looks like we've got at least a little more time to pen our eulogies for the Hubble, which is good because I still haven't thought of a word that rhymes with telemetry. 
<laughs> all well in a tree. No, right, we'll keep working on it. We got time. Oh, I, by the way, also don't blow in the cartridges. You're just introducing extra moisture to the that. body. That doesn't. Don't do obviously it. didn't do Idiots. anything. It was when you took it out and then put it back in. You just take it out, put it back in again. Yeah, yeah right. You're welcome for the space advice from Noah specifically. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, thanks to no illusions. I could also give them space advice. You shake and baked too. You sure did, Eli. Thanks to no illusions. <laughs> thanks to Eli Bosnick. And thanks to all the listeners who liked us on Facebook, followed us on Twitter, and sent us feedback on the other various internets. Please keep doing that. Please keep listening, and please keep telling your friends. And if you find the naive stupidity of our giving away a free show business model to be oddly charming, please feel free to send us gifts of money at our donation page at patreon.com slash skepticrat. Just like Crystal of Truth, Space Ace, Ian Sullivan, Rachel, Blank from Australia. Okay, come on. It's there's not Those aren't even all English letters. <laughs> uh, Trainskialardron. Sarabi. Really? Two in a row? Okay. <laughs> That's one probably more just time. like the dude's name, though. <laughs> Skialdron Is that. I'm going to. That's going to be my uh, rendition of that one. We also have Sarbin. Jenny Keith, who is okay at Words with Friends and Scrabble. She's pretty good at it. Also, Michelle Crisp, Dorsey, Christ Martin, and Rebecca Danker, who's Beautiful Dixon vaginas are going off like boys to men. Not too hard and not too soft. Too soon. Motown Philly. What? The one of them died. Did what? One of the boys died? I think so. Come on. <laughs> You're probably just he's probably just fine. Uh, Alright, I'm gonna finish I'm gonna finish this in th their honor. And whether or not you're feeling financially benevolent like those fine people. If you enjoyed our brand He's of Wednesday, lying. They're, like both, more they're both fucking fine. Someone Don't died. do that. Why would you do that? Someone died. A music person died. A per uh, uh, somebody in music died. Beastie Boys? Okay. That's entirely different. Pretty different. Okay. Well, <laughs> moving on. That was all a lie, apparently. Either way, whether or not you're feeling financially benevolent like those fine people, if you enjoyed our brand of whimsy and you like to hear more dick jokes free of charge, check out our brother and sister shows, The Scathing Atheist, God Awful Movies, D&D Minus, and Citation Needed, available on Apple Music, Stitcher, all those other podcast apps, or the deep web. We just have one last thing. Let's compliment that penis. Special thanks to Ryan Slotnick of Evil Drafts on Mars. He's the creator of the virtuosic musical stylings you heard today, which were used with permission. You should definitely check him out using the links we'll provide or by Googling the only band called Evil Drafts on Mars. Until next time, catchphrase sign off. Bang on your desk until you open a wound on your hand. That helps. <laughs> <laughs> I googled raspberry chicken diaper, raspberry diaper, chicken diaper. You're, you're welcome for everything. You found yeah, there. I was gonna say I found some great shit. Don't get me wrong, <laughs> but nothing to explain this bit. Okay. The preceding podcast was a production of Puzzle and a Thunderstorm LLC. Copyright 2021. All rights reserved. Let's talk about Medi-Cal. You have a choice, and Molina makes it easy, especially when it comes to the care you need. So let's talk about you, about making your life easier, about extra help to manage your health. Let's talk about your needs now and for the future. Nobody knows Medi-Cal better than Molina. It starts with a phone call. Call 866-420-5330 or visit meetmolinaca.com. Let's talk today.